just the last thing I have open on my voice notes is um, a little. <laughs> Did you hear the the little puppet recording? Uh, oh no, I didn't listen. Sorry, I haven't listened oh yet. Oh my god, so funny! Little we puppet. Were so funny. Uh, we were clearly just like writing a little silly song to set off steam. Yeah, like, I remember. Well, we it. probably weren't good. Yeah, but um. Gosh, you have good good musical memory. I, I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, really? Um, yeah, <laughs> a couple of points, I fuck it up. And uh, and you stage mum me out of laughing. You're like, no, no, carry on. <laughs> oh, that's very me. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> Take a breath, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you never stop. You never stop. Yeah. That's what I was told when I did my one and only uh, piano exam. You know, you had to like read the music uh, and play it, which I was terrible at. I don't read music and the 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 advice afterwards was yeah if you if you mess up just keep going don't start again it was like well i wanted to get it right shall i shall i shall i well cue us in are you ready i need to blow my nose hang on (laughs) i'm gonna meet myself all right perfect i wouldn't know how to do that um (laughs) just blow my nose right into the mic (laughs) really there's just there's a little (laughs) mute button i do it all the time when i like need to take a sip of water or whatever what okay well i i'll if i try to do that i'll probably end up like Shutting the whole thing, <laughs> blowing up the computer. Probably. Hello, welcome to Beatles Around the Bush. Beatles Around the Bush. Try that again. No, keep going, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop for any reason. Uh, it's okay when you have an edit button. An edit button, one button. Edit. That's it. Um, I think we should keep this in. I think this is great. <laughs> it's really, really it's such a professional opening. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Beatles Around the Bush. It's a podcast where we discuss Beatles and Kate Bush, and it's been a while since we recorded, so I forgot what we're doing here. Um, I'm Sarah Gibbs. Oh no, wait, 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 I remember what we're doing here. We are two best buddies who are trying to convert each other to our musical fandoms. There we go. That is the premise of this podcast. You're welcome. Now that, I'm Sarah Gibbs. Yeah, I think yeah, we've done what it. we need to do. <laughs> I'm a writer of things that you may have watched or read, and I am a born-again Beatlemaniac. And I'm Robert, and I am a sort of aspiring Beatlemaniac, and uh, an already Bush maniac, which sounds a bit weird. And <laughs> <It really does>. <laughs> <laughs> need to find a different way of saying that. And uh, yes, yeah, so I am going through the Beatles albums, and we are going to discuss today... Um, one of them, which I'm sure Shara, Sarah, we're so tired. Shara, Shara loves the Beatles. <laughs> We've got Sean Connery on the podcast here. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, that's, that's Elvis. Hang on. Um, so, uh, yes, which I'm sure, sure Sarah is going to tell us all about shortly. Gosh, that was a bit she of a tongue shall, She shells by the shore. <laughs> Can we rename you for the purposes of the podcast? <laughs> Why not? All right, Ringo. I, yeah. <laughs> Ringo and George it is today. Uh I am introducing Rob today to Beatles for Sale, which is possibly not one of the better Beatles albums in my opinion opinion not to not to color the whole thing you can just stop listening here it's not really no, it is it, there's there's some gems on here and it's it's very worth discussing but um it's it's it is what it is isn't it 
What what were your first impressions? Well, I, I was going to say, I, I need to do my little um, marketing spiel. At, and I'm going to choose the point where you say, stop listening here to say, if you want to follow us, <laughs> you can follow us on at Beatles Bush on Instagram. And don't stop yes. listening now. We I'm sure no, it's going to be a very fun and scintillating podcast full of insight and yes. uh, new information that you never knew before, unless you're a massive Beatles fan, in which case you probably did. Yeah. And I'm probably getting it wrong and you're probably yelling at the podcast. So I'm just going to run through some some of the stats quickly before before we get into the the bean the beans the beans get into the beans you coined a phrase (laughs) (laughs) it's going really well today (laughs) fortunately everyone stopped listening after you said stop listening now so no one no one's hearing this No one's hearing me saying, let's get into the beans. <laughs> Could that be our, like, subtitle or something on, on Twitter? Let's get into the I'm beans. I'm actually crying. But the thing is, if we did that, then people are going to think, oh, is that like a real, like, mysterious Kate Bush or Beatles, like, deep dive piece of <laughs> fan knowledge about the beans? <laughs> the lost Beatles track, Into the Beans. <laughs> into the Beans. Found in George Harrison's piano stool years <laughs> later. Um, anyway, anyway, indeed. <laughs> uh, I'm, that noise you heard, that rustling, was me wiping my eyes. <laughs> Tears of mirth, mirth, I tell you. So, Beatles for sale. The beans of it all. The beans of it. All. Uh, released on the fourth of December, nineteen sixty-four. Um, so at this point, they've been like worldwide mega famous for just under a year in the states especially this didn't actually come out in the u.s until 1984 and eight of the tracks were released as beatles 65 instead it's their fourth Mm. studio album was recorded between the summer and autumn of 64 um, at emi obviously george martin producing and it's sort of i guess A step forward and a step backwards in a way. A step backwards in that there are a lot of covers. Mm -hmm. And a step forward in that there is a sort of sense of they're no longer simply writing about like, I love her and she loves me and I want to hold her hand and do like chaste innocent things with her it's they're writing about their own sort of feelings and insecurities and things so it's, it is interesting it's a very lennon heavy mm, album yes first half especially is very yeah. first half yeah. is very lennon heavy quite country and western mm. um probably influenced by their time in america and by ringo's love of the genre maybe mm-hmm. and yeah so it's sort of like it's a very tired album. They're exhausted from touring. They're having to rush these albums out. And I think it, it sort of shows in the, the, t- the topics that they're writing about. Rob, what were your impressions of Beatles for Sale? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I, when I first started playing it, I looked, at, looked it up on Wikipedia, which is what I tend to do, just to see who wrote the songs and who sings them. Because I, I like to go in with at least that knowledge. Uh, and yeah, I was a bit disappointed to see how many covers it looked like there were, particularly after the previous album where, you know, they'd sort of stepped away from covers and it felt like they were a bit more kind of setting their own story out. I thought, oh, okay, well, have they just run out of ideas at this point? I got the sense of exactly what you were saying, that they're probably quite busy, don't have a lot of time to write things and just want to rush out another album, probably because they, you know, they're really big and they, they probably... Th- wonder when it's all going to end you know at some point they're yeah they're going to cash out and uh you know obviously they couldn't predict what was going to happen 
later on in their career. The, even the, the title, Beatles for Sale, sounds a bit like they're just putting together anything and selling it. You know, there's something very commercialized yeah. about that, that title. And um, so I was not exactly looking forward to listening to it. Um, my, my first listen, I thought, you know, I thought it had a good sound that, that hung together well, but I didn't really pay too much attention to the songs. But I would say that with repeat listens, uh, they did really sort of come into their own. And I did like a lot of the songs, actually, um, even some of the covers. And I did feel it was a good album. I got exactly the sense that you said of one step, you know, two steps forward, one step back. But there is definitely steps forward yeah. and there is a sound that is developing absolutely and actually i think even more so on the um the a side and b side that, that wasn't on the album i feel fine she's a woman they actually have a very different sound i'd say which yeah. feels a lot more progressive somehow even though i think they're some of it they're trying to sound older on um she's a woman it sort of it has a sort of it looks back but also looks forward at the same time i'd say so mm. I don't know. It's difficult to put quite what I mean into words there, but we'll get into those later, I'm sure. I'm trying to be a bit vague without giving away what my favourites are because I would like you at this stage to guess what my favourites, my three, my top three and my least favourite. I've got to stop doing that thing where I just tell you what my favourites are. <laughs> <laughs> what are the big, <laughs> what during the course of the week? <laughs> no, no, just um, just like when I'm guessing yours, I'm like, well, I like these, oh, so everyone right. must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got no um, no sense of that. Uh, like, sorry, well, that is solipsistic. Diffi- <laughs> yeah, and, and that is difficult because it, it is going to be coloured by what you like and what you know other people like, mm-hmm. and then you're at the same time thinking, mm, but then he in the last three albums is like these kind of songs, but I don't. I think our taste could be quite inconsistent. Like we can really yeah. like one type of song on one album and then they do a sort of rehash of it and you're like, yeah, but we it's a rehash, you know. <laughs> so it's difficult to tell. Anyway, oh, go on. Guess, 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 guess. Tough. Okay, I'm going to guess. I'm a loser. Okay. I'll follow the sun. Okay. I'm <laughs> completely wrong, aren't I? I'm not saying until we get there. Um, oh, I should have thought about this in advance. <laughs> Ah, I don't want to spoil the party. Okay, those are the top three. You think those those are, those are my those are my punts. Okay, let me <laughs> write it down. Wild stabs in the dark. So I'm clearly a, not. I'm a loser. Clearly not. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away. Um, and oh, I don't want to spoil poker the face. party. And then what about my least favorite? Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna not project my least favorite onto onto it. Um. I want. I think it might be Honey Don't, but that will break my heart. Okay. Um, but I'm going to say everybody's trying to be my baby, maybe because it's <laughs> such baby, a. Maybe. But because it's such, for me, I don't know. I, it's such a disappointing end. <laughs> like, okay, you're ending with a cover and a George song. What? Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Interesting. All right. Well, should we go? Should we go track by track, and then we'll yeah, see yeah, yeah. where we get to. Yeah. So no re- no reply we start with. Mm. Now I went into this knowing that you really like this mm-hmm. song because you've I, you made me a little playlist a, a while ago and that was you put that as track 1. Yeah. And um so I sort of had a little bit of context here. But it it's a really good song. I mean I said dramatic. <laughs> um and it's the the I nearly died. I nearly yeah, died. I, love that. I mean it's so dramatic. Yeah. Um and with these kind of like thrashing drums and guitar in the background. Um they really they're really excited about this one, I think. 
Mm. Um, I said the vocals are, are gelling really well here. There's an unusual tune. So I say this quite a lot uh, in my notes here, but there's an unusual tune in the middle mm. eight. I said, and then I'm like, well, hang on. Is it in the middle eight? What is it? Because actually structurally, it's a very odd song. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't really have a chorus. It kind of has these ver- these verses, two different verses with different melodies that are sporadically peppered around the song. It doesn't really flow very well at all, but it you don't really notice that when you're listening to it. It's only when you kind of go, well, hang on, what's the verse and what's the chorus yeah. that you sort of uh, like, oh, well, actually, it's it's actually quite interesting the way that they're, they've pieced it together. And that adds to that kind of dramatic effect and that feeling of, chaos really in his head I think Mm -hmm. is obviously not in a good place with this particular relationship and he sees her with another guy and he is goodness not happy about it at all no Lennon doesn't like that it is another John Lennon stalking a woman (laughs) telling her off for being unfaithful song but Mm -hmm. I love a tortured Lennon vocal like the Mm. I nearly died I, I love that sort of raw like sort of grit in his voice when he when he just lets go and does a grief wail basically it's it's so it's Lennon at his best vocally you know for me yeah so that's I think that's why why I like it definitely I can see that it's and it's interesting because there's nothing that different between this and sort of the other the previous albums but I also feel like it there is a bit of progression. There's something about the music that's very advanced, you know, that like mm. it's progressed since their first album, say. Um, oh, yeah. And they're confident in their playing and their, you know, the vocal. And I think that just sort of comes through. And so it's a good opener for that reason. It is. Yeah. Would have been my top three, but um, yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I'm yeah, I haven't put it in my top three, but it was close, I'd say. Um, mm. So I, I just, I think almost it would have been too obvious a choice for my top three in a yeah. way. Um, but, you know, I look for something a bit more. I, I think it's a really great opener. I just, it's, there are three others that sort of, maybe three or four others, I'd say, that, that sort of topped it mm, for me. Okay. But, I'm a loser. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, <this> is, <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's quite a um, emotive statement. And yeah. I feel like, it's quite. It's almost quite a brave statement for them to make. Um, I know they're. I think they're on the top of the world here. So even even if they say I've committed criminal acts, people would still go, "Yay, Beatles!" So um, I think they can go, "I'm a loser," and people will go, "Yay, Beatles!" Um, so they're kind of not. They have nothing to lose by looking by being a bit self-effacing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, I mean, just as long as they don't say they're bigger than Christ. Oh uh, well, that is <laughs> that became problematic. That's the opposite of self-effacing. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It's also not quite how it happened, but yes, not quite how. It happened. Yeah, but but th- this is it's actually very kind of British of them, like self-effacing humor. You got loser being used in two different ways, so it's it's like loser, like I'm a loser, and uh, loser, like I have lost things. Yes, um, which is very clever. I'm really bugged that I said um, bigger than Christ instead of bigger than Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Where's the edit button? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, shit, shit. Continue. Continue. Um, So what I said about I'm a loser is another quite unusual melody where the vocal goes from quite high to to pretty low, actually, during the the verse. Guitar riff is interesting, I've said, in between the chorus and the verse. I enjoyed that. Um, It's a bit of a country twang, which echoes what you said at the beginning of the episode. It's... uh, 
you know, it has a bit of country influence here in this one in particular. I said a bit of a country twang, but very much a pop song. Yes. So they're kind of Absolutely. taking the influence and adding it to what they do best. Mm. And they were thinking about this as the single, um, but then they wrote, I feel uh, fine. And that, that superseded it. And also a fun fact, it was misprinted on the original press. Oh, no, no, it doesn't I'm say. I'm, oh, I thought you were going to say I'm a loser. Like, no, that would that would be a more understandable mistake yeah, than I'm a, I'm a losser. losser. Well, <laughs> I mean, it rhymes with something else, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe someone was having <laughs> having a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a joke. Had, a, had an encounter with John Lennon that yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a bit like so. This is very uh, off topic, but you know, I'm a big Tori Amos fan, and um, she yeah. had a, like a, a, a Grat single. You know, you used to be able to get. Uh, free downloads before an album started and it was a song called maybe california it, back in 2009 and whoever at the record company put it out they they obviously were using a code name or something so that it, people didn't know it was her before the release but the the name that they used was penelope snot uh, penelope snotty face <laughs> and, <laughs> and i do think that she may have pissed someone off at the label that day <laughs> That's terrible. (laughs) I don't know if she even knows that, but it's still there if you look for it. Penelope Snotty Face. I think someone's put, there's there's some evidence of it somewhere as someone on a forum has written about it going, what? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. I have some bad news. I did like I'm a Loser, but it's not in my top three, I'm afraid. No, it would be somewhere in the middle, I think. Um, I I enjoyed it, but again, there's just some others that pulled me in a bit more. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm really intrigued now because I, I can't. I can't predict you. You are unpredictable. I like that and about it makes me. me like, a, like a like a horse or a bad friend. Babies in black. Yes. So I said probably the most unusual melody line on the album, and I, word for word what I wrote down. I hear a bit of Norwegian wood. <laughs> I think I meant Norwegian wood. Um, on e.g. Norwegian woof. Norwegian woof. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm a losser. The bit that she she thinks she thinks of him. You know, I don't know. There's something I hear a bit Norwegian wood in that little melody. Line. Yeah. Do you see what? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Just something about the way it moves. I've said I'm not sure I understand the lyric. She's a widow, possibly. Mm-hmm. She's in black. Yeah. Which implies she's a widow. Or but a what goth? is the mistake? Or a goth. Oh, well, that's true, actually. It's pre-goth era. It's it's she thinks of him and so she wears black. But yeah, I don't really get that. And then she's wearing black, Mm -hmm. presumably in mourning. But what is the mistake that she's made? And I I think the mistake is not falling over herself at the Beatles. Yes. Even even though she's in mourning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Her mistake is failing to shag John Lennon. (laughs) I, th- I think, yeah. Even that it's like, well, you could be really happy with me, yeah. But instead, you're just mourning over this dead guy. What? What a loser! Yeah, he's dead. Get over what it. What a loser! Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very. It's not very sensitive or empathetic. No, it's not. But I do like the harmonies. Yeah, the harmonies are very good. And I and I like that they're singing into the same mic. And it's like it's very oh, tight vocally, and yeah, yeah, mm. to the point where the publisher couldn't tell what the lead melody line was supposed to be oh that's cool yeah well that's that melody line that i that i like the the it is and it's unusual it's not a i don't think i've heard that sort of melody before you mm. know it kind of it, it and it does bring you in but 
I think the subject matter of the song, although I applaud that it's a little bit different, didn't really do much for me. It's not very relatable in a mod, like maybe back when people lost people in the war or something, you know, I don't know, <laughs> in, in that era, yeah. sort of post-war era. But even then, like they, you know, they were babies when, when the Blitz was happening. So like... Well, this is a good point. Maybe it's an older woman and, and it, she lost her husband 20 years before, but she's still in mourning and he, you know, a Queen Victoria. Yeah, maybe. Bigger. Um I don't know. It's, it's not, not a very universal experience, is it? Like when no. you're in your 20s that like I fancy someone, but she's mourning her dead husband or lover. But I think that's why they liked it, because mm. it was a bit different and it was an unusual idea. And I can see <clears throat> why they were like, ha, huh, that's a cool idea for a song. Yeah. And maybe it was something they experienced. It, but um, I think it's like the folk, execution folksy. didn't quite work. Like, yes, yes, yeah. it does. Yeah, it's like a, it's like one of those war poems or yeah. something that we had to do at school. That's a very Kate Bush story. <laughs> that is, that would, that's more like something Kate Bush would write about. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, maybe um, this is a, this is Beatles inside the bush. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. You're such a losser. <laughs> right, <clears throat> moving swiftly on. Um, rock and roll music which is a Chuck Berry cover. Mm -hmm. I said, this is great. Fabulous strong vocal, a bit of twist and shout energy, a cover, but I love the lyrics and they're very Beatles actually. Uh, the kind of using music as a way of talking about sort of life in general. Uh, and I said, the chaotic energy of the vocal is infectious. So this yeah. is a really great Lennon vocal. And I think this is probably my favorite on the album. Really? Yeah. It's, mm, I mean, it really grew I discounted me. it being your favorite because it's a cover. Exactly. Yeah, I know. But no, it really, they really, I mean, I don't know the original, but they really took me into the story and just, it's just great. It's just really mm. fun. So this is, this is sort of a staple of when they were doing their residencies in Hamburg. It, it's very famously like one of their big numbers, like their big energy numbers. Mm. And they had the guy, the guy who ran the the venue that they were staying at would come out and yell, Machau, Machau, put on a show, basically. And they, mm. so, so that was the kind of energy that they had to bring to it, like sort of stomping. And they were all on like basically on speed um, and up, up all night on these like really long sessions. So this was quite a sort of crowd rousing number if you watch the movie backbeat which is you know kind of biopic the varying degrees of accuracy that's the song that they they sort of choose to sing when um a, you know a, a record producer comes into the club they sort of, sort of scramble to sing that song so it's it's sort of you know in beatles lore it's quite um yeah it's quite a famous one you know, it's got I'm a not surprised you, you know it's kind of that the, yeah. the movie backbeat is named after Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, got it. Just, I just really loved it, actually. I, and it, it didn't really stick the first couple of times. I just thought, oh, it's another rock and roll song. And then I really listened to it and I was like, there's just the energy. There's something yeah. about the energy in it that is really alive. And I love that. Yeah. It's a one take wonder as well. Well, it does have that energy. Yeah. A bit like Twist and Shout, you know, like it, it, where his voice was letting out at the end of the session. And mm -hmm. here he has that same kind of vocal strain that just adds emotion yeah. to the to the vocal indeed oh so yeah that's one of go. my top three <clears throat> i'll follow the sun so this is like really 
it is just a McCartney song, isn't it? It it's is. Just, it is what he is the sent, drip, dripping sentimentality. Um, I said very pleasant. I found it a bit basic after the songs that came before it, but very nice melody that washes over you a bit. The guitar is stand out again. And I said a little sister of Till There Was You. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm probably going to find out now that this was like a like a really big song in no. the Beatles back cap. No, okay. Is it? You know, it's quite a little known song, but I it's one of my favourites. Like in general, I thought it might be. Well, you. This is exactly the sort of one that you. Yeah. Really love. It's like a real Sarah gem. This one, I think, and I, I I did enjoy it, but I am a little bit like, okay, okay, yeah, but you know, can we, Paul? Can we go somewhere else as well? Maybe you know. Different, different, well, different. he was 16 when he wrote it. Oh, really? What were we writing okay. when we were 16? You're a stranger yeah. to me. <laughs> well, that was good. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, well, I didn't know that, that he was 16. Yeah. But, so it was an old song. Yeah, he, he developed it. It was sort of, I think, performed faster and less circumspect. Mm. And But, you know, it's it was a very, very, very early McCartney song. Okay. He said that he seems to remember writing it just after I'd had the flu and I had that cigarette. I remember standing in the parlor with my guitar, looking through the lace curtains of the window and writing that one. <laughs> really <laughs> profound <laughs> commentary. Profound. Well, he was only 16. I, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, it's a, like, I can sing the, the chorus line now, you know, mm-hmm. it, but, it, but you do, which is, which is good, but you do kind of think, why was why the four albums in? Why is he using songs that he wrote when he was sixteen? Why why did this mm-hmm. one not go on the first couple of albums and then they could have moved on from that kind of sound? It, it's it's a little bit strange. See, I think it sounds quite advanced for like mm. you know. I think it sounds unusually advanced for like it being early. And then yeah, yeah. It's so it's so interesting how people hear different things and th- yeah. I, I, it's a really nice driving song. So driving along on a nice sunny day well what other people might consider a nice sunny day but i'm autistic so fuck the sun sort of it's wistful and and it is wistful. i i yeah. i enjoy it i can't, I can't well, really unfortunately yeah unfortunately not, it was not, not one top. of my faves and i think that may have been a little bit of a putting your favorites on to me <laughs> but Maybe. having said that i have i have been sort of attracted to those mccartney sentimental yeah. songs in the past so it wasn't a bad shout but I think this one just didn't quite hit in the same way that something like Till There Was You did fair enough which brings us on to Mr Moonlight Mr Moonlight <laughs> what did you think of Mr Moonlight well what so what I said about Mr Moonlight was the vocals are a bit in your face mm-hmm. uh, without having that normal sincere feel I felt like the whole way through the vocals a little bit insincere and yeah. uh, I said, not, but not terrible, just not an overly pleasant listen. <laughs> yeah, it sort of is just there, isn't it? It is one of the least popular Beatles songs of all time. <laughs> well, and what's, what's the reason for that? I'm not sure. I think it's one of those songs that worked really well live. I'm just, mm. taking, sorry, just taking my clothes off here. There we go. Um, oh, We're you. not in the same room. No. Just, so <laughs> just stripping down. Just really excited <laughs> about Mr. Moonlight. I mean, it is quite memorable. Yeah. It's, it, it's one but of those, maybe not for the right reasons. When it's yeah. live, that sort of st- 
I, I imagine I wasn't there. That sort of stark opening vocal was really exciting mm. to people, but I think it just didn't translate. And also, like in sort of deep cut Beatles fandom, I, I, it's widely believed that this one was a replacement for a song called Leave My Kitten Alone, which uh, people really yeah. love myself included the way they perform it feels like the beatles inventing pop punk to me like it's really like mm. they really go for it and um and for some reason mr moonlight made it on but leave my kitten alone is gone wow and never released or it was released, released on the anthology in the 90s so like right so a long time yeah later. so so in the 90s they released effectively like an album of like alternative takes outtakes songs that didn't mm. make it that sort of thing like so you know you can hear john and paul crack up on takes of things and you can hear mm. like the progression of recording and especially later when they were really developing their music you can hear sort of from demo to like to completion all the different steps and and ideas that they had for it which is very cool and it got released on that but um yeah never never released properly that's a shame and i can understand why then that has a bit of a knock-on effect on people's enjoyment of mr moonlight yes oh poor mr moonlight kansas right. city kansas city hey 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 mm-hmm. hey 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 um i said this is good grassroots rhythm and blues mm-hmm. i said a bit of cultural appropriation here a little bit <laughs> um even the way paul is singing it yeah. But it does pop. And by the time it's got to the hey, 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 hey part, it's hard not to enjoy it, even though it's probably not one for four white guys to be dealing with. No. I mean, it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different and, time. And, you know, I guess it was it was the music they loved so much and it was homage yeah. and you didn't have the same conversations going on about cultural appropriation and repackaging music no. for white audiences. And, you know, so it was, yeah, I, I guess like... It, holding them to a contemporary standard isn't isn't very fair. But then if you want to go on YouTube and look up uh, Paul McCartney, Meet Free Mondays, and watch right to the end of the clip where he does a rather cringe accent that will make you die inside. He did not ever learn the lesson, so we can hold him, we can hold him accountable for that. There we go. And when was that from? Uh, more recently. More recently <laughs> enough okay. to be on YouTube. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a bit, Daddy, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think this, I mean, it's it. this is fun, isn't it? It's it's a good song. It's their it's live Nice. Act. I mean, it's their live yeah. act. Yeah, very much. I mean, they've got call and response stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable. Flip it over. To the Flip it part. over. Eight days a week. So I said, this is very catchy. The hold me, love me part and the title line are great hooks. Mm-hmm. The eight days a week, I love you a bit. The, that middle eight bit is really interesting. Uh, you yeah. know, like the, the harmony on it is interesting as well. And I, I really love that bit. And they do, they obviously like it too because they repeat it like four times or something. Yeah, it's um, a nice discordant little harmony yeah, going on. Yeah, exactly. I said it, it gives me a bit of a please, please me vibe. Hmm, yeah. Feels like it fits in well with their past work. <laughs> and then I said, took me at least five listens before I realised there weren't eight days in a week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rob is a liar. <laughs> yeah, I, I also was going to add that, but I didn't. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I, I now understand the, the premise behind the song. Um, and yeah, so this was in my top three. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, um, I, 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 I keep discounting the ones that I'm like, that's overplayed into oblivion. You know, eight uh, days a week, you're not going to like, you're, I didn't. Uh, you didn't no. know it. I didn't know. It, oh, no. wow. Okay. Because no. like in my head, I'm projecting my own childhood and like what was played around my house and what's played a lot on the radio and what was, you know, a big single. And so, you know, so I'm thinking, well, he, everyone knows eight days a week. He's not going to be thinking about that. So I just it didn't even factor in. Origin story is is dubious, but um, oh. the, the conventional wisdom it says that it was a chauffeur who was driving Paul and said that he w- he'd been working eight days a week. And Paul was like, hmm. <laughs> I love this little um, McCartney, like, it, I, I can write a song about, like, a piece of gum I found on my shoe. <laughs> yeah, anything is an inspiration. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. But you, you, you were, did you mean you're not sure whether that's true or not? Uh, I'm not sure whether it's true. It's it's sort of like Beatles lore, um, but mm. it's it's disputed. Well, so, some people say it's a Ringoism, but Ringo has said that it isn't. So yeah. who knows? But it's like Hard, uh, hard Day's Night, yeah. right? Where they're just like, oh, it's been a hard day's night. Oh, I can write a song about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did. There we go. Um, and they, tend, they seem to write their catchiest songs when they just hear a phrase. Yeah. Which is interesting. But kind of makes sense because it's a phrase that sticks in their mind enough to be catchy yeah and therefore it is catchy so right so i've had two of my top three now there we go Ooh, um getting down to the wire here yeah so words of love. words of love so we get a bit of george in the vocal on this one mm-hmm. as well as paul and john i said back to more old-fashioned sound but they sound good together not much more to say about it there is not <laughs> It's another um, one from their live act, their sort of early days, yeah. and they're, they're sort of desperately reaching into their back catalogue, and that's all you can really say I about it. Are. Yeah, well, as a result, I think I class that one as my least favourite, probably. I just okay. found it a little bit forgettable. Yeah, forget- I, yeah I, don't, I forgot I it was there. So. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, can you sing it now? No. No, nope. I can't. There we go. Right. This is an interesting one. Honey Don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. So we get to Ringo. <laughs> I love Ringo. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, you must be pleased it's not my least favorite. So yeah. what I've said is, I think Ringo does so well on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a school report. <laughs> like bit... Ringo has made a really big effort on this one. <laughs> We're a little bit patronizing to poor Ringo, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Said... Have you seen him playing with Snapchat filters? It's allowed. No. It's oh, really? Oh, dear. Like last week, because he discovered Snapchat filters. Oh, no. <laughs> Made his head into Ringo. a strawberry. <laughs> oh, Ringo. <laughs> oh, dear. It's so funny, isn't it? How, like, there's so much time that's passed since these and now that, like, they must be sort of different people, really. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. old men. <laughs> they're old men. <laughs> like, well, why is my head a strawberry? <laughs> <laughs> did he not know that it was? <laughs> no, he did. Oh, okay, he was just okay, very okay. excited right. about it. <laughs> um, okay, I think Ringo does so well on this. It's a bop and he carries it. It's full of personality. Um, they do give him the songs that could come across a bit silly, yeah. but it works. Yes, it, works. it does. I said, I love the, oh, rock on, George, one more time for me. (laughs) Rock on for Ringo. Rock on for Ringo. I love him so much. (laughs) I said, iconic, iconic. (laughs) Uh, And his, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's just like you can't. It you know. I I I have that song on my playlist just because it's it's pure joy. Every time I hear it, I'm like rock on for Ringo one time. Oh, oh. just once, please. <laughs> and then he asks him to do it again because he, he liked the first time so much. He loved George <laughs> rocking on for him. <laughs> Um, well what I said about all those little mm mm-hmm's and um, I said it's almost filling but it's really endearing Uh, and and they give him quite a lot of time on this song I feel like they give him I know it's him and George together really but they do give it the song time to kind of evolve yeah whereas some of the others you know two minute wonders and they've kind of like yeah we've moved on from this one now but this one they're like yeah okay Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Rumour has it, Carl Perkins, who wrote the song, was in the studio mm. when Ringo recorded it. So that might have sort of amped him up a little bit. Got him all excited. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about about George rocking on for Ringo is I've got a really soft spot for George and Ringo's weird little friendship. Yeah. Uh, even though later George did kind of sleep with Ringo's wife a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, they they had this they, they had this very sweet bond their whole lives. It never went away. They after George died, they found a song. Um let me let me pull up the lyrics. They found uh, um like some lyrics in a piano stool like um mm. that he'd written about um about Ringo and how just how much he likes Ringo. They included Aww. the lines Hey Ringo, now I want you to know that without you, my guitar plays far too slow, and I've Aww. heard no drummer who can play it quite like you. That's very sweet. Yeah, it's a little bit. <laughs> it feels like there's a reason that Paul and John did the lyrics. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, George did improve. He did improve. He, he did, did write improve, something. Yeah. He did write. He did write. Um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'll follow the sun. That's not right. Here comes the sun. Um, y- you know, he he he. And he's got and his while own... my guitar gently weeps, and many 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 yeah. and many other yeah. iconic songs, but um, that that was maybe not one of them. But um, <laughs> but well, it was yeah. just in a in a piano stool. But I guess. Ringo was. Um, Ringo was there on George George's deathbed. He went to visit oh. him and was there in his last days. You know, so there, there's um. There's well, I can sweet. imagine why there's a there's a bond because they are the kind of, you know, they they are Beatles, but they are the lesser two. The beta Beatles. You know, the beta Beatles. Yeah. The so Beatles. They're probably going through similar things where they were like, "Wow, we're really rich and famous, but we're not quite as rich and famous." You yeah. Know? Um. Which is an interesting, privileged position to be in, but also, you know, everyone has their stuff, right? Yes. Well, uh, you know, they, uh, George fought really hard for Ringo to be in the band in the first place. He was the one sort yes. of agitating for Ringo, um, and he took a punch for Ringo in that first week when people were protesting because Pete Best got axed. A fan yeah. punched jo- yeah. George in the face for defending Ringo. So there we go. Well, there we go. It's a yeah. it's a very cute friendship. So when I hear and and I and I really just it really tickles me when Ringo refers to himself in the third person. <laughs> oh yeah, rock on for Ringo. That's great. <laughs> just, it is great. There's something very sweetly infantile about it. Um, totally. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just having fun. I think yeah. it's just having a great time. It's a great time. We've talked about Honey um, Don't for a really long time. Just so excited <laughs> about Ringo. Um, <laughs> well, we're doing a deep dive. Um, I can't imagine it's one that gets talked about too much. So uh, there we go. Yeah, spotlight for Ringo. Spotlight for Ringo.
Rock on for Ringo. Can I go to every little thing? You can. Sarah said, okay, now this is just fantastic. The chorus with the drums going, boom, boom. Oh, I just love it. It's in the right ear. It's just in one ear and it just goes, boom, boom. Oh, love it. Damn just it. perfect. Because I was going to say um, that. And I was like, don't project your own favorites all the time. Oh, I'm glad you like it too. I thought you were going to say, really, this <gasps> one? But I, I just said, I love, I love the piano. There's a really subtle bit of piano in it. Um, yeah. and it, it, but it plays a really key part of so just kind of sparring against the much more prominent guitar. And I love the melody of the chorus. It's very simple, but it just is really, really good. Um, and I just, I want more of that boom, boom drum. <laughs> I just loved it. I loved it. It's great. It's so they Ringo, rock on for flourish. Rob one time. Rock on for Rob one time. Yeah, it's a, it's a flourish. I would call it a flourish. Very well done. Yeah. And I, I just imagine this one gets forgotten about, but it's a really nice song. It does. It's it's an underrated deep cut, and I enjoy it a lot. It's actually number ninety one in Rolling Stone's top one hundred Beatles tracks. So it does. That's interesting. Does get some yeah. top one hundred like this. Well, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Fun fact: uh, one of the takes was aborted because McCartney kept burping. Okay. <laughs> burping his vocals so that's uh that's a fun that's that's so he had a lot of respect for the song yeah <laughs> yeah no that's that was top three possibly yeah sparring with rock and roll music for my number one nice incidentally honey don't very nearly made my top three i, I was really toying between that and uh, eight days a week really yeah that's the power of ringo well there we go he rocked on um, right, shall we round round off the album with the last three? So, I don't want to spoil the party, which you thought was one of my top three. Yeah. Um, but I, I said, I feel it's a bit throwaway, but in a really good way. I said, there's something there. Maybe it doesn't quite all come together, but the... I, I, I've written this out phonetically. I still love her. <laughs> um, but I, I can't remember how it goes. But no, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't, no, it wasn't top three territory this one. I like it because it's an autistic anthem. <laughs> ah. For me. Ooh, interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. It, yeah, it's just, it's just about being sad at a party and, and then going home because you don't want to bum everyone else out. But actually, um, because you don't want to be there. Well, that's 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 I'm projecting my I'm projecting now. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go to the party. Basically, what you doing? Yeah. Uh, okay, what you're doing? I said this fits here on the album. I don't know <laughs> if that's a bit of a backhanded compliment. It sounds like one of the more modern tracks. I yeah. said the guitar riff has a bit of a "Here Comes the Sun" in it. We just mentioned "Here Comes mm. the Sun." Can you hear it? It's yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah, it's a bit in there. Another slightly unusual melody line. The talky backing vocals are fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a bit like, hey. Mm. Quite a feel-good song, even though the lyrics are the typical yearning content. <laughs> so I think lyrically it's kind of, yeah, same old. But uh, it's I like the feel-good factor in this one. But there, there, there are, like, more advanced, I think, rhyming schemes in the way that he like you know look what you're doing i'm feeling blue and lonely like it's he's sort of he's toying a bit more it's more poetic i think although we already had that line on um babies in black and i'm feeling blue but blue and like like look what you're doing i'm feeling blue and lonely like that so the rhyme is like a two syllable word with two one syllable words like you got me Mm -hmm. running and there's no fun in it Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, which is like yeah. that's a that's a 
technique I enjoy in my own songwriting, mm. like um, it, you know, sort of unexpected rhymes like not not just sort of going for the obvious one which is i think it's nice to hear yeah it's not something that you can find in on thesaurus.com if you look it up because yeah. it's not a you know it's a bit you gotta yeah, think yeah i'm, I'm not sure he was yeah. on like rhyme zone <laughs> on his, on his, uh, <laughs> that's what i meant rhyme zone abacus yeah. or whatever <laughs> All, all we songwriters have been there on Rhymes <laughs> from time to time. Yes, from time to time. Um, <laughs> not every single day. Um, yeah, so so for me, it's really it's one of the really catchy ones. Like if I hear it, it'll be stu- it's a real earworm. It'll get stuck in my head for days. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think when I said this fits here well on the album, it, I didn't mean like, oh, it's at the end because it's bad. I just meant it, it's a bit of a, gives you a bit of a lift towards yeah, the end, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, Agreed. Everybody's trying to be my baby. No, I didn't, I didn't mind this one. I thought, I actually thought it was quite a fun closer. Um, I know you didn't think so, but I said, I really like it. One of the better covers on the album. Yeah. Uh, not, not that I know the original, but you know. Uh, sounds good. I really like the line about they took some honey from a tree, dressed it up, and they called it me. That's a great little <laughs> bit of arrogance there. That's uh, yeah, I like that. I, and I, I like honey. Don't honey? Do, yeah, exactly. Well, I I just kind of I got I like the feel of the song. I thought it was tongue in cheek. I I preferred it to the the last song on the last album, which I wasn't that keen on. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I um I think it's just like a weird ender, like it's sort of en- energetically, but yeah. I, I don't know if it is because it does have the same sort of vibe as a lot of the other covers on the album, and it it mm. does it does fit in with the rest of the album. Yeah, it it kind of it does have a bit of a honey don't feel about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is a bit weird just giving George a quick final track at the end. I have to say I didn't actually even realise it was George until I looked up the credits because. He does blend in well with the others' voices. If you're not yeah, when you can't tell familiar. who it is, it's usually George. It's usually George. I find that with Victoria Beckham on Spice Girls songs. <laughs> <laughs> if if you don't recognise the voice, it's usually Victoria Beckham. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I liked it, and overall, I thought it was a you know it's an enjoyable album. I think you're right. It probably there may not be too much that sticks with me, but the ones that do stick, I think, are really really good. Um, yeah. there'll definitely be some making my my big playlist at the end of this Ooh, yeah exciting well George was a big lifelong Carl Perkins fan to the point where when they did a tour of Scotland they all decided to give themselves stage names just for like that one summer um, John became Long John um, like Long John Silver or Long John or um, Paul was Paul Ramon <laughs> okay. and um, George decided to be Carl Harrison ah uh. Right. Uh, nothing sadder than giving yourself a nickname. I'm a losser. Creative. I'm a losser. Yeah. <laughs> Penelope Snotty Face. There yeah. you go. Um, and then I feel fine. Well, I said a very recognizable guitar line. I just sort of take it for granted. It's, it's I feel fine. So uh, what I said was the melodies are gorgeous, quite all encompassing. Um, a step up from quite a bit on the album and a bit of a different direction. For as you said earlier, Lennon wrote the song's guitar riff 
riff rift guitar guitar rift yeah, a big fight with his guitar um lennon wrote the song's guitar riff while they were recording eight days a week um and kept playing it between takes the way that lennon remembers it which is not always reliable is that he um came into the studio one morning and said to ringo i've written this song but it's lousy and then they recorded it and were like oh let's release it as an a-side um as you do so yeah number one obviously like all bingle bingles <laughs> the bingles <laughs> oh you're really getting to the bean of it <laughs> <laughs> that's it cut and and the episode now it's not getting better <laughs> oh i'm really looking forward to next week talking about kate bish <laughs> I mean, your way is just a shortcut, basically. The Bingles, the Beatles singles. <laughs> okay. Like all Bingles, it was number one. And uh, that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's a good song. Go listen to it. I don't know. <laughs> I just love that. Like all Bingles, it was number one. <laughs> that's, all, that's the only fact there is. <laughs> like, like all Bingles, it was number one. Oh, uh, <laughs> my hurts from laughing. Well, can I tell you what I thought of She's a Woman while, uh, while you, you recover? <laughs> I'm, um, I'm not even going to look up the stats of God. Tell me what you thought about well, is it was it was it a B side to the A side, or was it actually an A side as well? No, it was a B side. It wasn't. A, so it wasn't a. It wasn't a bingle. No. Um, quite. I said quite a strained vocal, presumably on purpose, from Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I said kind of sounds like he's been caught in the middle of eating and starts singing spontaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us because <laughs> he's a bit like. Oh. Like, it's like someone just put a microphone in front of him and he's like, okay, I'm having my beans on toast, but give me, it's fine. He's into, he's into the beans. <laughs> it's into the beans. <laughs> um, I said, is she drugs? Um, interpreting here. I said, basically, he's better off with drugs than women, I think was the theme of the song, but I might be wrong. He does like drugs, so oh, famously, they like, like all, they like their drugs. Like all Bingles, it was number one, and like all Beatles, he likes drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that's, I mean, I think I feel fine rather eclipses uh, she's a woman, but yes. makes sense because it was the A side. <sighs> so there we go. That was Beatles for sale. That was what what <laughs> one of one of my top four albums. <laughs> <laughs> What is what what is next on our on our slate of exciting musical discoveries? Well, we have we have quite an album from Kate Bish. Um we have um Kate Beans. Kate Beans. Yes. We are gonna well do one of the uh well, I don't wanna spoil too much, but I'd say things kind of really get going at this point. So um yeah. it's an interesting one. I think you might have heard The Dreaming, which is the album that we will be listening to next week. I doubt I've heard it all the way through. We had a little, like, before, when this podcast was just not even a twinkle in our eyes, I think I did 
send you well like one when running up that hill was getting really big in 2022 i um sort of sent you an album to listen to just or i let send you a playlist you sent me a really, playlist though, and you liked the, yeah yeah i think you liked the stuff from the dream oh so, yeah i'm looking now at the mm. track listing and there are there are multiple yes yes i so, see what you're so you go in with a little bit of uh, foresight on this one but um any listeners who haven't listened to the dreaming um it's quite a it's quite an album so i'd recommend Exciting. it and maybe uh, that was your first but yeah and the next beatles album will be help so um that then we're, we're really getting into into the golden eras here on both we sides. are they've they've taken their time to kind of build their uh brands i guess both of them um and yeah, at this point, it's interesting, isn't it? Album number four, five, that's where things really start getting going, yeah. it sounds like. So that is very exciting. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So um, please do follow us. Oh, bingles on, around um, the bush. Bingles around the bush. Bingles around the uh, beans. <laughs> we're going to need to have some alternative. Uh, we're going to have to, <laughs> someone else is going to take at bingles beans. So we're going to have to be uh, be. We're going to have to get there first. Um, but no, we are actually at at Beatles Bush. If you look up at Bingles Beans, we are not responsible for any content on the, that particular handle. We are so, not. So um, please don't write to us about it. See you next time. Bye. Closer, closer, closer to me. Closer, closer, closer to me.
Two and a half minutes, that's about right. Is it? Maybe for you. <laughs> ha!